Mr. Speaker, our hearts go out to the loved ones of the Afsal family and to Fayez, who remains in hospital. Our government knows we need to act against Islamophobia. We are doing this through Canada's anti-racism strategy, adding white supremacist groups to Canada's terror listing, increased funding to protect places of worship and community spaces. But more is needed, which is why we will lead national summits on combating all forms of hate. That was Bardis Chager, Canada's Minister of Diversity and Inclusion and Youth, in the House of Commons on Friday, announcing the creation of a new national summit on Islamophobia. The announcement came just ahead of the funeral services for the four members of the Afzal family of London, Ontario. If you listen carefully to the minister's words, you'll have heard her mention that the government will have other emergency summits for other forms of racism and discrimination. A few hours later, late on Friday afternoon, the minister confirmed in a tweet that there will be a national summit convened about hatred against Jews. And at the helm will be Erwin Kotler, the distinguished Canadian Jewish human rights lawyer and advocate. So we need to do this thing. I think the issue with regard to the hate on the social media, when you have a situation of 17,000 tweets in one week, variations on Hitler was right, and I can go on to some of the other things, it tells you something about the explosive and sundry character of the of the social media, and we've seen how you know uh, online hate leads to you know offline uh, criminality. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, June Fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Canadian Jewish groups have been pushing the Trudeau government for weeks to create a national summit on anti-Semitism. They've also been very public with their alarm about the spike in physical and online hatred against Canadian Jews that we've seen in the past month and a half. Professor Erwin Kotler has been working for some time on what such a summit might look like. He says he's been staying awake till four in the morning sometimes to do it. Now the summit is a go. Coming up, Kotler joins us with an exclusive interview about what the summit will tackle and who's invited. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. We've now learned more about the contents of Barry Sherman's wills. It's thanks to a lawsuit by the Toronto Star to have the documents made public. Now the Supreme Court has ordered the release of the personal wills of the slain Jewish drug manufacturer and his wife, Honey. The couple was murdered in December 2017 in their Toronto home. Their killings remain unsolved. Until now, the wills and estate had been sealed because the family said it would put the four surviving children at risk, not to mention embarrass them. The Star now says Barry Sherman's will gave all the net income from his personal property and his drug company fortune to his wife, Honey. $70 million in property and real estate, plus his Apotex drug business, which is worth billions more. And only after Honey's death would the four kids get equal shares of his fortune, and they had to turn 35 before they saw any of the money. The will does not give any money to charity. The Shermans had donated millions to Jewish causes during their lifetime. In other news, Chabad followers are marking the 27th anniversary commemoration of the death of their rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, the late Lubavitcher Rebbe. He died at the age of 82 on June 12, 1994, in New York, or Gimel Tammuz, as it's called on the Jewish calendar. Monday evening, there's a free worldwide program online entitled Unfazed. 
Guest speakers include Elie Wiesel's son, Alicia, plus the legendary violinist Itzhak Perlman, and they'll all share how the Rebbe inspires them now to live their lives in an unshakable manner. You can watch the live stream on Chabad.org's website, and we'll have an episode later this week with a Canadian Chabad rabbi who grew up with Schneerson. Six months ago, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau appointed Erwin Kotler to take on a new assignment, serving as Canada's special envoy on preserving Holocaust remembrance and on combating anti-Semitism. It's a job that's right up Kotler's alley. The 80-year-old former Canadian Justice Minister is an internationally respected human rights lawyer and scholar. He's helped draft many important declarations and statements on what anti-Semitism is and how to fight it including the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, or IRA's definition of anti-Semitism, which Canada and many provinces and cities have adopted. Now he's chairing the Emergency Summit on Anti-Semitism, and he wants it to happen within a couple of weeks. He joins me from Jerusalem. What do you want to come out of this national summit? What, what, what I would like to see come out is a national action plan to combat anti-Semitism that is clear in its objectives, and in its uh, strategy for implementation. In other words, we, we don't need another uh, discussion. We don't need another seminar or forum. We need an urgent summit in order to act. So it would mean that uh, if you want to combat uh, anti-Semitic hate crimes, then uh, the Minister of Justice and the relevant, and I say this as a former you know, Minister of Justice and Attorney General, has to work together with the uh, other relevant ministers, Minister of Public Security, and produce an action plan. I think you need, you know, B'nai B'rith in their eight-point plan did make some good suggestions on, on that issue. So we need to do this thing. The, I think the issue with regard to the hate on the social media. When you have a situation of 17,000 tweets in one week, variations on Hitler was right, and I can go on to some of the other things, it tells you something about the explosive and sundry character of the the social media. And we've seen how uh, online hate leads to, you know, offline uh, criminality. So I'm just using those two things as illustrations. But I can, you know, there are other components in that plan that will have to be adopted, uh, including the imperative at, at this point of education with regard to not only Holocaust remembrance, but about anti-Semitism. The Holocaust is a paradigm for radical evil. Anti-Semitism is a paradigm for radical hate. There's an intersection uh, between uh, the two. And when you have a situation of 50% of millennials have never, uh, can't name one, a concentration camp, uh, and another 50% don't even know what anti-Semitism is, then you have a serious situation. So the summit was announced. What is the summit going to look like? You know, I have a 10-point action plan. Uh, I've already shared it with the government um, and with the Jewish organizations. I think that can help frame the discussion. That's number one. Uh, Number two, I believe it's important uh, that present at this national summit, and I've shared this with the government as well, my views on this, that we need uh, the relevant and responsible ministers to be part of this. Uh, In other words, it's important that the prime minister be part, but you need to have the minister of justice if you want to have an effective strategy with regard to combating hate crimes, etc. 
you need to have the Minister of Canadian Heritage if you want to have an effective strategy with regard to the incendiary uh, hate speech on social uh, media. You need to have the foreign minister there because we have a whole situation of what I call now for years the laundering of anti-Semitism under universal public values. By that, I mean under the protective cover of the UN, the authority of international law, the culture of human rights and the struggle against uh, racism itself. You need the minister of public security there because we have to ensure that the proper initiatives are being taken you know, to secure uh, Jews in their communities and in their institutions. So that's uh, one component. Uh, I also think that the relevant officials involved in the uh, not only in these ministries, but from the anti-racism secretariat, which adopted uh, the uh, IRA uh, working definition on anti-Semitism and wh where it's centered, need to be part of this as well. I've also shared with the government that uh, while I appreciate that we are engaged in Canada, rightly so, and so have I, in combating what, might, what has been called systemic racism, that is to say racism against Indigenous people, BIPOC Blacks and people of color, more recently, Asian Canadians, also uh, tragedy recently in London, uh, anti-Muslim bigotry. But very often, uh, that approach to systemic racism has left out anti-Semitism. If you look at the speech from the throne, uh, the speech from the throne talked about combating anti-systemic racism. I shared that, but it did not speak about combating anti-Semitism. And that is something uh, that has to, uh, in fact, be uh, addressed as well. So it's going to be a ministerial meeting on Zoom or it's going to be on in person. And and when do we have a deadline? When do we when do we meet? What What's the story? So um, I discussed that just as recently as a day ago. Um, it will be on Zoom. And the intention is that it should take place uh, before the end of the month. And so if we can get all the, all the parts Pija and all those, B'nai B'rith and all those people are coming too, or it's just ministerial and government No, no, people. no, no, no. It, it will be the spectrum of Jewish leadership that will be there. And I think we should get some representatives, you know, young people, students who are themselves the targets of anti-Semitism and hear their voices as well. What was the worst anti-Semitism thing you personally ever experienced in your life? Uh, the worst anti-Semitism? I, it's hard to say that you, I have child memories uh, whereby I was beaten up, uh, you know, by young gangs who, uh, you know, targeted us in, the, in our neighborhoods. That was one. I have that terrible memory of being with my father as a very, very young person when he almost didn't want to point it out to me. He said, no dogs, no Jews allowed. And I remember this thing uh, back in the late 40s, and so on. I was born on May 8th, 1940, okay? On May 8th, 1945 was VE Day. It was a day the war ended in Europe. And it was a great day, uh, international celebration, and in my own household. But I started to learn afterwards what happened between May 8th, 1940 and 1945. So I began to learn about, you know, Horror is too terrible to be believed, but not too terrible to have happened. And then I began to learn what happened even before I was born. I began to learn that Dachau was actually established in 1933. 
that the Nuremberg race laws were in 1935, that, that Kristallnacht was 1938. So what I learned from all that was the dangers of indifference and inaction, you know, when the first serious echoes of anti-Semitism begin. And I regard what is happening now as echoes of the 30s. And that's why I feel so... So it's a composite of all the things uh, that I've learned in life. But thank you very much. I appreciate so much you sharing that memory with us. Okay. Bye-bye. We asked Kotler whether it makes sense for the Jewish summit and the one to be held on Islamophobia to work together. He thinks not, at least not yet. Each needs the space for its own issues, although he says there may be room for a conversation in the future. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality, and customer care. I'm Ellen Besner. Drop us a note about what you think of the new emergency summit on anti-Semitism. You can email me at ebessner at thecjn.ca or hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. And we'll have more from Professor Kotler later this week. We'll get his take on Israel's newly sworn-in government and the outlook for relations with Canada, with the U.S., and without Benjamin Netanyahu. Here's a sneak peek. You know, the new government is probably going to concentrate on domestic issues. That's been, in, in fact, the major point of understanding from all the parties, right, center, left, Arab. I mean, it's, it's a very uh, unique consortium, which has never happened in Israeli history. I'm actually encouraged by that.